This week, I summarize the US TV market in 20 minutes. We cover users, penetration, and growth for traditional pay TV, SVOD, VMVPDs, and antenna users. I also explain the problem with counting AVOD. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media. Today is June 30th, 2022. Today we are going to talk about the US TV market. Uh, we're going to look at its state in Q1 2022. But if you are not in the US, there's still plenty here for you too. I'm also going to talk about at the end about five minutes from the end, uh, why I didn't include AVOD. And a lot of my reasoning is good for everywhere in the world, not just in the US. And of course, it's probably a good idea to keep an eye on the US market because it tends to be a leading indicator of where various segments of the market are going. So uh, hopefully you'll find something here too, if you are not in the US. Uh, But before we get to that, I just want to let you know that I have a new white paper which will tell you why SVOD services are launching ad-supported tiers. It's called Oh No Is Not Enough, Hybrid Business Models and Multi-Partner Distribution. And it was sponsored by my good friends at BitCentral. It explains why Netflix and Disney Plus are adding ads and why CuriosityStream is launching fast channels. So I can't think of a better report to help you figure out what is going on in the market for streaming video today. So why don't you pick that up from the End Screen Media website? It's under the research tier and it is free. You'll find it right at the top there. So uh, just sign up and you'll get your free copy. So I just want to make a quick note about the numbers I'm about to give you. So these are my best estimates based on all of the data that I see on a regular basis. But I got to tell you that whenever anybody quotes numbers to you for the data that I'm about to give you, these are approximations. There are always companies that don't tell us how many subscribers we have, and we have to estimate what they, what we think they have. Uh, and I'll point out a couple to you along the way here. And that this can be quite a big number. For example, uh, DirecTV, which was formerly we could get the numbers via AT and T. Now it's gone private. We cannot get those numbers anymore. The company DirecTV does not report on exactly how many subscribers they have. So just keep that in mind. Now, unless otherwise stated, the yearly gains that I'm talking about here are for the period Q1 2021 to Q1 2022. I know it's not calendar years, but I wanted to give you the most recent data. And the most recent I have is for Q1 2022. And uh, of course, you can get the details of this data if you come to the End Screen Media website. Um, All you need to do is click on trackers and click on the US TV market and you'll find all this data there with lovely diagrams and everything. Uh, And by the way, if you would like high quality versions of those diagrams and uh, maybe a spreadsheet of the data, I'd be happy to provide you that. Just shoot me an email, but I'm going to have to charge you for that. So uh, just, uh, just shoot me an email if you like those spreadsheet versions and high quality diagrams. Okay, so let's get on. 
Let's talk about traditional pay TV first. That's cable, satellite, and telco TV. Right now, there are about 70 million homes with one of those services, and that's about a 56.1% penetration. Now, pay TV, as I'm sure you're aware, is declining pretty fast in the US. And in fact, it fell, the number of traditional pay TV households fell by 5.6 million in the last year. That's down 7.4%. And I mentioned the penetration is 56.1%. That's a penetration of 127.4 million occupied homes. That's of course, as per the U.S. Census data. So uh, that's that's where that number comes from. And just for comparison, the penetration of U.S. homes for traditional pay TV nine years ago was 88%. So it is 32% lower than it was nine years ago. That's a, That's an illustration of the extent of the decline. So let's take a quick look at the market leader here, Comcast. It is now declining faster than the overall market. It lost 1.7 million video subscribers in the last year. That's 8.7% of its total. Now, for the longest time, it was performing better than the rest rest of the market. Its market-leading Xfinity TV operating system was a great differentiator, and, and they were really holding up pretty well when many, many other operators were losing subscribers pretty quickly. So what happened? Well, basically, all the fight went out of the company. They made the decision to stop trying to save people who were cancelling their subscriptions, uh, particularly if they were lower-paying customers. And the reason is simple. The margins on the pay TV business have eroded dramatically over the last five or six years, down 15% by my calculations for Comcast. And so there's virtually no profit left in this business for companies like Comcast. Well, it's natural for them to focus on the higher paying customers because they're higher margin, right? Uh, And the second thing is that they're beginning to focus on their broadband business, which is a very high margin business by comparison with pay television. Unfortunately for smaller operators, particularly those with no backup business like a broadband business, well, it's pretty tough. There's really no profit in this business at all anymore, except for the very biggest players. Okay, let's talk about SVOD next, subscription video on demand. There are 99.4 million SVOD homes in the US. That's 78% penetration. And believe it or not, despite what you've heard about the market leaders Netflix's problems, the number of homes have continued to increase over the last year. And in fact, Netflix has a net gain over the last year as well, even though it lost subscribers in the last quarter. Uh, In fact, SVOD services picked up about a million subscribers in the last year. However, the penetration of US households didn't change. Uh, It stayed rock steady at 78%. And that's due to the increase in the number of US households. That actually increased about 1.4 million. So that's why the penetration didn't change much. What did change is what we call SVOD service stacking. SVOD homes are buying more SVOD services. And to illustrate this, I pulled some Nielsen data. And Nielsen says that in 2019, 88% 
of paid video subscribers had only one or two services. Now, 42% have one or two. It has halved in three years. That means 58% have three or more. Now, several factors are driving this. I think probably the most influential is the quality of the content that's appearing in SVOD these days. Really, broadcasters and providers are putting their best foot forward in their own streaming services. Disney Plus, of course, has all its Marvel series and it's just released Obi-Wan Kenobi, Paramount Plus. Boy, it has three new Star Trek uh, seasons or shows available in its service right now, which are not available through its broadcast channels. And, and those would have been made available through its broadcast channels in the past. And HBO Max is doing the same. It has a brand new season of The Flight Attendant available in its streaming service, which is not available elsewhere. And there are many other examples. So really, the the providers now are putting their best foot forward in streaming services. And that's why people are beginning to add more services. And, you know, I actually think we might see actual penetration, not just stacking increase in the next year or so. And the reason is that both Netflix and Disney Plus are introducing lower priced ad supported tiers of service. Uh, what is this going to do? Well, I think this is going to draw in the really late comers to the SVOD market, the people that have stuck with traditional pay TV, but undoubtedly are hearing about the great shows on SVOD, but look at the prices and decide it's a little bit too much. I've got a feeling that this, these lower prices at Netflix and Disney Plus are going to draw more people, more subscribers into the fold, and we will see the penetration of SVOD go up over 100 million homes and possibly above 80% within the next year. So uh, that's something to be looking out for. Okay, next we're going to talk about virtual MVPDs. These are the guys that are duplicating the pay t the traditional pay TV experience online with big bundles of channels. Folks like YouTube TV, Sling TV, and Hulu uh, Live, etc. Well, there were 14 million homes with one, uh, one of these services. That's about an 11% penetration of homes in the US today. And I'm going to tell you, they really did grow pretty impressively in the last year, up 27% by my calculations. But you know, most of the growth has really occurred in two services. The first is YouTube TV. And uh, this is one of those services. And remember I mentioned at the beginning that are based on estimates. YouTube has not told us how many subscribers YouTube TV has since October 2020, when it said it had more than 3 million. Now, estimates now put the number at 4 million. I've actually seen some estimates that say 5 million. I'm taking a little bit more of a conservative approach and saying I think it might be about 4 million. Uh, but that actually makes it probably the market leader. Uh, it's probably ahead of Hulu, which Hulu Live has 4.1 million subscribers. And so I think YouTube TV is now the market leader. And I also want to mention Fubo TV. It is the fastest growing virtual MVPD by far. And we know this for sure because it is a public company and it is reporting on its subscribers on a quarterly basis. It has grown 
86% over the last year, reaching 1.1 million in the last quarter. So pretty impressive performance by Fubo TV. But you know, the great year that virtual MVPDs have had, I think we're going to see that cool. And there are a couple of reasons why. The first is that though the, the, the virtual MVPD market, I think, is pretty tightly coupled to traditional pay TV. So it will continue to grow as traditional pay TV declines as people decide that they want to continue to watch some of the channels but are tired of paying the really high prices. And the second reason that we need to pay attention to how fast they're growing is that many people, I think, will decide to go without traditional TV altogether. We'll talk about exactly why that is in just a moment. To give you an example here, I mentioned traditional pay TV lost almost 6 million subscribers in the last year. Well, virtual MVPDs actually only grew 3 million in the same period. So only about half of the people who left actually signed up for a virtual MVPD. And one of the problems for the virtual MVPDs is that their prices have been going up really quickly. Uh, big increases at YouTube TV over the last year, Hulu Live raised prices, Sling TV, they've all been raising prices and those price increases are going to continue in the future. So the difference in price between the virtual MVPDs and traditional pay TV is going to continue to erode. So I think we will see virtual MVPDs continue to grow as traditional pay TV declines. But I think they'll pick up much fewer numbers of those leaving subscribers from traditional pay TV than they did this year. They picked up over half. I think that will fall back down to 30 or 30 percent or less going forward as more people realize that they can just do without the big bundle. Finally, we're going to talk about over the air television and there are about 18.2 million homes in the US today using over an, an over the air antenna. That's a 15% penetration. And actually the number of households increased quite sharply this year, up 1.2 million from the same time in 2021. And that, as I say, is quite exceptional performance for over-the-air usage. It's actually been growing at a much slower rate than that. And I think one of the reasons it has grown quite sharply is, well, twofold, really. One is the continued decline of traditional pay TV. When people leave traditional pay TV, they still often want to watch their local sports and news. And they can do that for free by just putting an antenna up and uh, connecting that to the TV and away they go. They can watch that for free. But, you know, there's also the issue here that they had a, a fortunate event. There's a company called Lowcast, which was broadcasting, rebroadcasting online local TV stations. They lost a decision against the industry and had to shut down in September of 2021. And it had actually launched in 36 markets. And so I think a lot of people who begun to use low cost were suddenly left without a solution. And some of those uh, actually turned to over the air and went out and bought an antenna so that they continue, they could continue to watch their local stations without low cost. Interesting thing about the over the air market is that it really is now heavily slated towards those people that are pairing over the air 
with SVOD. 9.3% of US homes have that combination, and that's up from 7.2% in 2018. Actually, those people who were using just over the air on, on its own, that declined in that period from 5.9% to 4.1%. And the number that are using an, an antenna with SVOD and with a virtual MVPD, that actually increased a little as well to 1.9%. And uh, you might be wondering why that is. Well, not all the virtual MVPDs carry all of the local channels. So, for example, Sling TV is probably the, the one of the cheapest options uh, to get for virtual MVPDs, but it doesn't carry all of the locals. So you would probably need an antenna there if you wanted to continue to watch. Uh, and so, as I say, because this low-cost closure was a one-time event, I think we're going to see the growth in OTA slow. There is another reason why we will see that. Actually, we're beginning to see local broadcasters take an interest in participating in the fast linear services like Pluto TV, LG Channels, uh, Samsung TV Plus, and the Roku Channel. For example, the NBCU has just reached an agreement with the Roku Channel to distribute TV news, interest, weather, and traffic spots from eight of its local TV stations uh, in those specific markets. So uh, they'll all be available on the Roku Channel. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of local broadcasters doing just that. So there you have it. There are the four main services. Now, I mentioned... I did not include AVOD and FAST in my estimates for the TV market. And there's a very good reason for that. There simply is no consistent definition for AVOD. So what that means is there are vastly different estimates floating around out there. And I wanted to give you an idea of what some of them were. So let's take a look at three. Well, the first is that eMarketer says that there are 128 million AVOD US users in 2021. But the way they define AVOD is this. The company says that it forecasts the counts of the numbers of monthly users, that's people who are using the service, an AVOD service monthly, any age, so that's from 2 to 82, I guess, uh, any age user of that service. But the service has to provide professionally produced content, primarily provide professionally produced content. So they're including things like Hulu, Peacock, the Roku channel, and 2B. Um, and I guess they're also including LG channels and Samsung TV Plus and, and, um, and uh, all of the rest there. But they're excluding YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, and they're also, note that they're also mixing paid services that have advertising with free services that have advertising. So of course Hulu charges and has ads and then Tubi does not charge but also has ads. So that's a very important distinguishing feature there. Uh, so as I say, eMarketer 128 million US AVOD users. Now let's look at Kantar. Kantar says there are 26 million AVOD US homes. That's US homes. So even optimistically, if we were to double that, that's 52. That's still considerably below what we're seeing in the estimate from eMarketer. So what is the difference? Well, Cantar uh, defines AVOD users as those who pay to watch with ads 
that specifically excludes Pluto TV and Tubi uh, and really only includes services like Hulu and Discovery Plus and uh, Peacock, the paid tier, I guess, of Peacock. They also actually give an estimate for the number of fast US homes. That's free ad-supported streaming TV homes. Uh, and there they include things like 2B and Pluto TV, etc. And they say there were 32 million of those homes. Uh, but you cannot add the 32 million to the 26 million to get the total number of people that are watching streamed ads. Uh, because, of course, some of those homes have both types of services. And in fact, I would hazard a guess that many of those homes are using both both AVOD and FAST uh, services. Okay, so there's Kantar. It's 26 million AVOD US homes is its estimate. And the final one we're going to talk about is TiVo. TiVo says that there are 170 million US adults using AVOD and FAST services. And that comes from the company's latest video trends report. Now, TiVo also has a different definition here. It asked participants only to consider free services when answering if they used AVOD and FAST. So that specifically excludes Hulu. It includes the free tier of Peacock, but not the pay tier. Uh, And like the others, they also exclude non-professional content like from YouTube and Facebook Watch. And one other note about the TiVo number, they didn't specify a time. So remember, the eMarketer number was the number of monthly users. TiVo just asked if you ever watch these services. So there's no specific time. And anyway, that's why they end up with 170 million US adults uh, using AVOD and FAST services. So you can see there's such a wide gap between those numbers and there's no firm definition. So with all of that, I just felt that it wasn't uh, reasonable to include AVOD in my summary of the US television market yet. We have to wait for some sort of standards to appear for the measurement of the number of users. Well, that's it. That's everything that I think we can say about the US television market. And uh, you can pick up the details of all everything I've said by just coming to the end screen media website, going to the trackers page and clicking on the US TV market and you'll find lots of pictures and diagrams there. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for that free white paper? O&O is not enough uh, and figure out why many many services now are embracing multiple and distribution partners and multiple monetization models this has been colin dixon with Endscreen media we'll talk to you again next time this podcast is a production of Endscreen media all rights reserved